Good evening, listeners. It's Wednesday, and that means that you're listening to Spoiler Alert. Today, we are taking the time to check out one of our favorite kind of movies based on our favorite zombie. It's looking like spring outside, and that means it's time for renewal, a time for change, and a time for eggs. And it reminds us that it's the time that Jesus came out of that cave. Hmm. Now, you may be asking yourself, Jeremy, why, why are we doing what seems to be an Easter show at the end of May? What's, like, what's going on? And to that I say, mind your business. Anyway, that's right, people. We're talking about comebacks. <laughs> this show is in itself the ultimate comeback. Yeah, yes, it is. We're, two we're two back. months in we're, the making. We're up and rolling, and uh, here, here we go. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite and possibly least favorite movies where characters somewhere are, sorry, where characters are somewhere, and mm. then they come back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, emotionally or physically, I would say, but uh, that's something we'll have to unpack in a few yeah. minutes here. Yeah. Um, I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hello. Hello. Hi, friend. How are Welcome you guys? Welcome back. Thank you. I've, I've taken a brief hiatus. Yes, you've been a, a bit brief, but uh, we, Sonia and I have kept the fort we held down. Yeah, uh, and I, I didn't doubt it for a second. So. We did a few ramshackle shows. Uh, but we're fun. <laughs> yeah, and, and did we have a great time doing it? Yes, yes, we did. We did, we did. You have a, you have a, you have a great time every time. And uh, I love that one that was just the 20 minutes of silence while you guys figured out what uh, what you're going to do. And I also really loved the show where you guys just silently played Scrabble. Yeah, well, um, not everything could be exciting. It's it got true. heated. And, you know, and Sean, like, challenging is tough, but I think you picked the right moment. Yeah, I know when Sonia's trying to pull one over on me. Uh, is GARP a word, <laughs> Irregardless is not a word, Sonia. It is not. And nor is GARP to my knowledge. Okay, uh, no. listeners, please write in. Title uh, of the show the... is Nor is GARP. <laughs> proper name from a movie title. Um, all right, you guys. Uh, what is a comeback? And do you think you physically have to move? Oh. You mean, I well, didn't expect. <laughs> I guess it did. you really drew us in the that notes. Second part in the, the notes, question. I said I did delete the, the follow up question to that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what do you guys think a comeback is? I well, think a comeback okay. is when someone is, you know, I, well, I think it depends. And I think we should talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think this beginning part is up for debate, but okay. possibly. A person has to have achieved some level of success at something Mm -hmm. and then have kind of a a lull, a dip, where they maybe either, you know, are gone from prominence or people forget about them or they don't work Mm -hmm. in their field for a while. Their Mm -hmm. flop era. Their flop era, precisely. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. And then (laughs) they make a triumphant return of some kind and... Mm -hmm reach new heights of of glory and success in whatever capacity that may be okay uh sean how do you feel about that i feel very into that definition and because mm-hmm. like i've when you the, the location of it all that you mentioned i have never really thought of <laughs> it there, in such there, a way there are movies where like it is like the person coming back to their hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, Sonia, what you described, like, that is in there. Like, that is a part of it. But I do think there also is, like, 
a version of this where there is a physical manifestation like, of a person literally returning like young to adults a place. or something that's exactly uh, what i was just thinking yeah okay um yeah. and i right, accept which, which one's young adult young adult mm-hmm. is charlie's theron charlie's theron is a moderately oh, yes. successful novelist yes, yes. but then moves back home to yes thank you ostensibly hook up with her high school boyfriend and she finds that everyone has moved on without her it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. She does great. As you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm of the same mind. Although, in I feel like when I think about it, I'm like, ooh, I want an underdog. But mm. to have an, a comeback, they weren't the underdog at the beginning. They mm-hmm. had to have been top dog. And then become underdog. And then back to yeah, top. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like uh, at the beginning of this, I was sort of thinking of um, Ryan Reynolds and Just Friends as mm. a comeback. And I, I do think it is. But and as you said, Sonia, maybe this is up for debate because he wasn't sort of uh, something special. You know, like, in fact, that was the whole point is that he wasn't. But then he does, in fact, come back. It was more. But is that a different thing? His. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sonia, you may have, you may have twisted my arm here. <laughs> wow. You, you may have, you, you may force me to edit, live edit my list here as I think about what I've decided that I thought I was correct and maybe is not now. Well, and that's what lively see, this debate is the will thing. do. Not to, not to argue with myself, which I love to do, but <laughs> I do yeah. think that there is an argument to be made for sort of like, you're just trucking along like business as usual. And then comes the fall. And then mm-hmm. you kind of make a comeback to at least your former at least level or normal higher. And maybe scale right. a higher mountain. Yeah. Yes. I would say that's still a comeback, you know? True. Yes. If you, gonna... if you trip and fall and then pick yourself up, it's still yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm doing a thing I should have done months ago, and that's just Googling what the definition of comeback is. <laughs> uh, and that is uh, returned by a well-known person. Uh, to the activity in which they have formerly been successful. So, Sonia, I think I think you're right. I think that maybe we may maybe have some comeback movies in our mind, and by we I mean I. Um, and maybe they're not comeback movies at all. Maybe they're like underdog movies or mm-hmm. some other thing. But that sounds like it's a different show. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Could be. So we'll have to just have a resilience show. <laughs> a picking yourself up and dusting yourself off show. <laughs> a bootstrap show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to move on to my second question, and then I'm going to answer it and ask you guys about that answer. Mm, but okay. uh, my second question is, what makes a good comeback story? And is it is it the fall? Like, is it the harder the fall is, the bit the better it is? Um, your thoughts there? I don't love seeing people fall. Um, <laughs> it can be sad. It can be quite sad. I... I'm just watching a series right now where uh, a formerly beloved character is really in the depths of the of the gutter. It's pretty tough to see, tough to watch. Oh my! Yeah. Oh. Even though I know that eventually they're probably going to make it big again, but you know, I'm going to probably say say more of this in my watch watching because, but, mm. uh, but yeah, I don't like seeing people struggle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I think, I don't know, I think going into it, there is some, like, cushion about watching some horrible thing happen to, you know, someone, depending on what it could be, sports-related or not. 
Um, but, it, you, you know, you can rest assured that, like, oh, things are going to be okay later. Because it's we're five minutes in. Uh, and, you know, I don't think up is a comeback story. But uh, surely you, you can rest assured that it'll be okay. Okay, you know see, what? now in some ways I'm, it is I'm a ready comeback. to argue. Yeah. Oh, there we go. His, happy his happiness is a comeback, perhaps. His sense of his sense of life. Yeah, that's exactly because that's the thing. I think for me, mm-hmm. that's a kind of comeback I'm more invested in. The a, joy like, de vivre, emotional, moral, like living your life kind of comeback, more so than uh, you know reaching heights of prominence and success. Yeah, well, and I think like it depends. You know, I I I don't know that the the start number is what's important. It's just the return. Right. And uh, uh, what's the guy's name from up? Why can't I remember his name? Mr. Old, old man. Old square face. Man. Mr. Old, Mr. Asner. old man. Um, yes. I don't know. I can't think. I want it. I want to say Mr. Worthington or something, but that's Frederick. Mr. Fredrickson. I, I don't know this man's mm. name. It, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. Anyway. Um, but uh, like at the start in the montage, he's successful at life, I would say. You know, he's, he's, he's doing okay, he's happy. And then he hits a huge loss, and he's very sad for a long time. And then he sort of finds himself again, mm-hmm. and is able to continue. And I would say that that's a comeback. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, but... Um, it's like he, it's almost like he comes back to life. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But it is sort of like a... Uh, what's the situation? But you know, they don't have to be prominent or super successful, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah, well, we don't know what his to... career was before. He could have been a successful football He's a salesman. player. Oh, because you do. You guys He's know a, a lot a more about salesman. this movie than I do. <laughs> Sean, tell me you've never, you haven't cried 17 times to the start of Up without telling me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, I think it's like that, that, that growth, that personal growth. Mm-hmm. The, there's like an emotional hook to it or like an, kind of an inspirational hook to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me makes a good comeback story. Agree. Well, that's that is fair. Sean, do you have anything to add before we move to the next question? No. I'm really <laughs> really rap rap wrangling with this. That's okay. Well, let's take it a level deeper here. Oh, when I say why why are so many of these about sports? Like, what is the deal? Like, I would say, I I mean, every no. sports movie may be a comeback movie. I'm not going to go down that road. But, like, in my research here, I think it's half. Now, this is where we are splitting ways on the road. Because not a lot of my, that I brought up, that I've thought about this week are, like, honestly, to me, it's, like, Space Jam and, like, The Wrestler. <laughs> Those are, like, the, the two <laughs> that came, sprung to my mind. The Wrestler more so. Which I watched when we originally planned to do the show like two months ago. And of course, yeah. Very dark, very sad, as Darren Aronofsky's want to do. Although, in watching it, I was like, he's literally, he's literally doing Black Swan. Like, it has the exact mm. same ending. Right, anyway. I haven't well, I seen know. it, so. I don't, I I don't know if I've. I don't know if I've realized that until right now, Sean. I'm like, he just ripped off him his own self. <laughs> he may have done that. Okay. 
Uh, well, that's going to be its own. Sean, next week, prepare that show because that's that's a show to talk about. And the, but in um, that one, he's like rest- a he's like an '80s like Hulk Hogan-y, like on top of the world wrestler guy, and then mm-hmm. just kind of is in his sort of you know when wrestling is not really he's in like doing community like community theater wrestling. <laughs> I don't know local. Yes, low level. Like, Locals? I don't know. Yeah. The yeah, miners? Local. local <laughs> miners. miners. <laughs> yeah. But and I think, the health uh, issues abound as it is when you're a middle-aged wrestler. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's a tough go. But it is, it is a, a situation of his comeback is much more of an emotional one. Because he does sort of uh, get back on that turnbuckle physically and metaphorically. Mm. Um, but I, I do think, like... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think of it as a comeback, especially because, spoiler alert, he I believe he yeah. does his last wrestling move to his death, right? He, like, that's yeah. the whole... It was yeah. very, like, it was perfect, and then... Yes. Bam. Yeah. yeah, so if he's if he's going out on top... That's the ultimate well, I mean, comeback. Yeah, I don't think he pinned anybody, but, I mean... <laughs> well, it cut to black. <laughs> we don't know what happened. Yeah, we his, dead bo- his dead body could have pinned someone. <laughs> my um, my answer to this question yes is that it is the most contained version of a comeback story is like mm-hmm. a, a sports story you can do it in shorthand you can use a lot of montages mm-hmm. but also it's just like a very clear arc you know you you once had glory as a team or an athlete and then you fade out of that glory and then you come back and win again and it's like a very the victory is clear you know like Mm -hmm. and also the story is easy yeah it's literally how every sports team operates like every team has a comeback story because you can't stay on top the entire time that's boring that's true but i but i also think and i think this actually leads into my next question here uh, no, it no, it does not. But we'll keep talking about it. Um, is the is the real life comeback? Mm. Because you know we 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 make stories of of these things that we like. Sometimes there it does happen in real life, and I think that the sports situation is crafted in the way that announcers and commentators and whatnot sort of talk about sports, which is something I don't totally understand, but that's fine. Um, but uh, do you guys have any real life comebacks that you are fans of at all in uh, uh, entertainment or not? Well, one that's definitely not sports because <laughs> I don't have one from sports to tell you. About, of course. Yep. Yeah. Um, is Betty White. So, mm. you know, she was obviously a big deal on Golden Girls. And I believe she was also in the on the Mary Tyler Moore show in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um and then she, like, didn't do a lot until uh, 2010 when she was on that show. Oh, no, I had it. Like I Cougar Town or something? Cougar Town, I think. Or I think like it was Cougar Town. How I, was, Girls? How I Cougared Your she, Mother. Some <laughs> how I Cougared, exactly. And then she was in, like, a Super Bowl commercial, and then there was, like, a petition to have her host SNL. And, like, she just became this cultural force. Like, um... When I saw her on a couple of lists of like people who made comebacks, I was like, "What? Betty White has literally always been in our collective consciousness." Mm-hmm. But no. She she did not. And like, you know, 
Rest in power, Betty. And um, I would but argue that she had a... F- more. Oh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I, re- I feel like she had several of them because she her the first part of her career was, like, she had a talk show. She was, like, a staple on, like, game mm-hmm. shows. She was, like, a very amazing player. And then she had a f- flop era. And then I feel like then the Golden Girls was her sort of comeback. And then she's like, oh, you wanted a twist? I'm doing another comeback. <laughs> when I'm 90. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, double. No, absolutely. And I, I, I think the, I don't know. It is hard, Sonia, you're right, to think of a time sort of before Betty White. But I guess that did happen. Mm-hmm. I guess not everyone here is a Golden Girls fan, but that's fine. Well, um, no, I am, but like, <laughs> I mean, collectively. I think that's fair. She, and you're correct. She wasn't big until whatever year that was. I can't even remember. But um, uh, it is this like, I don't know, this, this super sto- super funny story of this lady who just like seemed, well, I, I'm just looking at her thing. Like she had an incredible career. Mm-hmm. And all, I also think it's weird. I'm going to talk about somebody else, but they never seem to actually stop working. The projects just get worse for a while. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy how they're able to sort of dig through. But, hmm. Uh, Sean, do you have any uh, favorite uh, real-life comebacks? I have a one that I really love. So this is from a documentary from ni- uh, 2012 called Searching for Sugar Man. Um, mm. And it's basically about this a documentary about these two, like, South African filmmakers are, like, talking about this guy named Sixto Rodriguez, who was, like, on... Everyone had this album. It was, like, an incredible album. It was, like, sort of a soundtrack to a revolution. They were, like, every family that I knew of had, like, two records. It was, like, a Paul Simon, and it was Sixto Rodriguez. And they were, like... And then there was all this sort of rumor about what happened to him that he, like... Uh, set himself on fire on stage because he just sort of disappeared and nobody ever heard from him for years. And so then they are like, let us try to figure out what happened to this guy. And then they realize that he, like, throughout the, spoiler alert, but throughout the documentary, they find him working as a janitor in Detroit because he was just like, made a cut a few albums in the 60s. They didn't go anywhere, but they somehow made themselves their way to South Africa where they were extremely famous and he had no idea. And so then he like at the end of the documentary started playing music again and like was headlining festivals and his music is amazing. And so like that is both a real life comeback. And then also like the, the art created around it Mm. is like the culture of comeback anyway. And his music is awesome. Mm -hmm, And I love that documentary. I don't know if I've, I've I don't know if I've heard this. It's really good. I'll Definitely to, worth the watch. I'll I'll have to I'll have to check it out. This sounds awesome. Um, I would like to talk about uh, uh a man who was you know lifted from obscurity to slight obscurity. Uh, <laughs> you may not know his name. I, this is my favorite joke. I think I think this is my favorite joke. It's like kind of a dad joke, but I really like it. Anyway, well, his name is Robert. Downey Jr. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dad. Um, And uh, before I talk about Robert Downey, I will say that this is like a situation of like a dude who was always famous, never not famous, always rich, and like was able to like um, sort of weather the storm. Somehow get through all of that. Yeah. uh, Mm. You know, 
uh, God bless him. But um, it is interesting to hear him talk about how he sort of like fell and came back and his approach to like working with other people. And I like he went to prison for a little tiny stint, which was like basically nothing in the late 90s, if I recall correctly. But um, I think Robert's uh, comeback is in terms of him like understanding that he works in an industry with thousands of people and that he is not just the center of that universe, even though they then made him the center of a universe. Wow. Um, like I'm not lost. That's not lost on me. But um, uh, have you guys, uh, what's the show with David Letterman on Netflix? My next guest needs no introduction. Mm. I don't think have it's you? that long. I think it's like, yeah. is that the whole title? Called. Yeah. God, that's a terrible hey. title. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, David Letterman, but also... Come you're on, fine. Dave. Um, Shave your beard, uh, David. <laughs> I don't... I don't watch... I haven't watched all of his show because there are parts of it I do not like. But um, I did watch the Robert Downey one in preparation for the show. And uh, it is interesting hearing him talk about his life and, like, how he kind of basically had to recognize his privilege. Like, that was that was his problem and it is a little at least a little refreshing for someone to have actually recognized like oh i had a whole bunch of help and needed a whole lot more to make this work mm -hmm. you know and um he does kind of give off a vibe i don't know it's kind of a jerk a little bit maybe yeah, but um that's his vibe uh you know he, he still does it but like he he kind of does open up about sort of why and how he feels about what he did and like he sort of puts it all on his wife in terms of like dragging him out of the situation he was in but um i i do appreciate the sort of idea that like some hollywood star just like oh hey maybe i'm not all of this you know mm -hmm. that at least i can appreciate um and then that's how we that's how we got iron man which is that is okay, crazy because I, I do remember reading mad magazines from the like the early 90s like that mm -hmm. my cousin gave me or whatever and there would be just like jokes about robert downey jr like in a standoff with police but like shooting a film or like people would be like i love the new robert downey jr action movie and they're like no he's actually being arrested or whatever <laughs> and i was like and uh yeah he's so he's just like had this aura of being the worst for so long and then to really he really pulled it out because like honestly mm -hmm. the role of iron man could have gone to anyone it could have gone to matthew broderick mm -hmm. like who who wouldn't have just like said yes to this like quick check that somehow morphed into the craziest like thing ever yeah truly yeah i don't know and again, this is the other thing that I think is crazy is like he never stopped working. Mm. Like there's multiple things every single year up to and after his, what we'll refer to on air as his incident, <laughs> yeah, which I guess is a series of incidents. I don't even know. But um, he never stopped incidenting also. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, everything was absolutely fine for Robert Downey. But um uh, I do like a little bit of reflexivity in my uh, washed up movie stars. Yeah, I will uh, definitely take that because I will say that my least favorite real life comebacks are oh, the yeah. countless 
countless men who have been canceled, I'm saying that in the world's biggest air quotes, <laughs> and continue to enjoy wealth and success to this day. Yeah, just the endless list of dudes who break all the rules and seem to not care, and in actuality probably get mad that they oh, yeah, got there, caught breaking those rules. There's always a huge outcry of like, but this person has given us so much, we cannot end their career. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Yeah, no one's we career won't. is getting ended. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, and uh, we'll just elegantly step through the uh, Johnny Depp situation that's happening right now because, frankly, I'm sick of hearing about it. I don't know if you guys are as well. Anyway, oh, speaking of, let's take, let's take a little break. Let's <laughs> take a little breather. Uh, what a perfect time to mention a thing and totally drop it, which I would really like to do. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. Uh, you're uh, you're you're tuned tuned in with us. Apparently, I'm rusty at coming back into the new <laughs> show here. Um, but uh, I'm here with Sonia and Sean. We're talking about comebacks. But first, does anyone know what time it is? I haven't for weeks. Yeah, Easter. Mm. Oh wait, no, it can't be. There we go. It's game time, people. <laughs> what? <laughs> For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally one second this week looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good time. Hey, guys, you ready to play the game? I'm ready yep. to play the game. The game. This week's title is The Comeback Kid. That title again, The Comeback Kid. Mm -hmm. Wow. Come back, kid. Come back, kid. Sean, you got mm -hmm. anything? I, mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I believe that this is about, this is a film that's filmed in the style of an old Western, uh, sort of, except that it takes place in the future, and it's about uh, a child who is extremely good at video games, and he's in this competition to video game <laughs> against people. I don't know. I don't know what the context mm -hmm. is. But he has the fastest hands in the West and they play like uh, every time he like goes to duel someone, they like the music plays like do 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 do. And he's like, whoosh, and he plays <laughs> video games so hard. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's the film. Wow. OK, thank you. Thank you. Uh, also, the, uh, the original title of the screenplay was Game Hard. But uh, they figured they'd better change it. Game uh, hard. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Uh, Sanj, your thoughts? Mm, mm, great question, Jer. Um, mm -hmm. I think The Comeback Kid is about uh, a 12-year-old boy who unfortunately is in foster care. And um, he keeps running away from every home that he gets put into um and he never comes back but then oh. but then but eventually then. he gets placed in this one home a group home in somewhere in california um and he meets a girl around his own age and they start kind of like kicking around together they're both real mad about being in foster care and they find a treasure map buried in the backyard of their house that was buried there by an old outlaw called the comeback kid Nice. And so the, it's about them going hunting for his treasure. And this is the one time the kid can't run away from his home because he feels like he has a duty to try and find this treasure and help set up a better life for him and his new friend. 
Well, okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Sanj. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that both of those are better than what the actual comeback kit is about. Um, no points today because uh, you're hmm. both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. That's okay. We um, each got like 20 points. Oh, right. Jared, I forgot episodes. to tell you. When <laughs> I was doing the game, um, we each got 100 points. Oh, okay. <laughs> So you're saying that the score is unchanged in terms of who's ahead and who's behind. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> I got 101 and Sean got 100.5. <laughs> That's still... Uh, Sina didn't even play either of those. Yeah, she just gave herself points. <laughs> God, I don't want the game abused while I'm gone. Um, uh, I also will just say that sometimes in the game there's low-hanging fruit. And this was that... And I'm blown away that not one of you. I was trying to. I was trying to get a, a point here, but anyway, um, I am going to now read verbatim the entire Wikipedia page. Wow. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. The Comeback Kid is a 1980 American made-for-television romantic comedy sports film, mm. uh, starring John Ritter, Susan Day, Doug McKeon, Jeremy Litt, and Patrick Swayze. Wow. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Are you ready for the entire Wikipedia plot? Because I know I am. Bubba <laughs> Newman, a minor league baseball player, decides to quit the sport and do something else with his life because he feels down and out. Hmm. He renews his outlook on life when he becomes a coach for a group of young, underprivileged kids and finds romance. With then, the kids? That's terrible. <laughs> did, not, did not specify. Did not specify. <laughs> they need then, better grammar there. <laughs> just wait for the twist here, John. <laughs> Then, one of the youngsters gets hit by a car while racing to meet Bubba when he returns to the team. The kid's death ultimately brings the group group and their coach even closer. The kid's death? I can't believe they just call it that. (laughs) 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 Okay. Whoever wrote this Wikipedia entry saw this like 20 years before they wrote this and just like... They're like, let me have a crack at it. I'm sure I can do it. I remember what the comeback is. And some kid dies, and I don't know. And then this happens, and um, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank Thank you. you, Thank you. You guys, what are your your favorite comeback movies? Well, one that I actually hadn't seen before that I Mm -hmm. watched for this show. Yeah. Just so recently, and I remember everything, um, was... Birdman. No. Wait, I should say the full title. Birdman. Oh gosh. Or the expected virtue of ignorance. No, the mm-hmm. unexpected virtue of ignorance. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get fired. Um, Either way, it's good. Yeah, it's like it's kind of a weird movie. I'm gonna be honest, but mm-hmm. really good. Um, it's directed by Alejandro Iñárritu, and mm-hmm. it stars Michael Keaton as um, a washed-up Hollywood actor who played a superhero called Birdman, um, but is attempting to mount a Broadway adaptation of a Raymond Carver short story and sort of facilitate his own comeback to the public eye. Um, It's shot to all look like it was filmed in a single shot. I don't think it actually was, but it it looks like it was. Um, And it's just like... I don't know. I, I really liked it. it. It's kind of, it's got like an interesting tone. There's a lot of good performances. Edward Norton plays this like just really insufferable actor who comes in to like save the show at the last minute to, when they need someone to fill a role. 
Um, and I feel like he he really smashes it. Um, have you guys seen it? Yeah, I have. Um, also, did Michael Keaton kind of have? Was this a bit of a comeback for him too? Mm-hmm. Yes, good point. Yeah, he. This was kind of a comeback for him after a long time. So, meta. because he's gotten a lot of good roles after that. Yeah, I think he did Spotlight after this, and I think mm-hmm. that sort of like re, you know, like oh yeah, Michael Keaton, you know, exists. And I don't know how I don't know how he got to Jack Frost, but he did. <laughs> and then he got and, uh, and then he got goodness. in he got in the Marvel Universe. Mm, that's true yeah that's true as well but um yeah i i i remember watching it thinking like the the parallels between the actor and the character were really interesting but uh birdman is batman yeah yeah in case anyone was confused yeah um but uh i don't know i i like i i really like how it like plays with either his like sense of himself or uh it's like a magical world you know like yeah it, it's one of the two things and it's all from his perspective so uh and uh you know the subtlety of it is always really really cool as he's like got some Birdman powers but does he yeah well i don't know but at the, and then at the very end you do see emma stone look up so that wasn't from his point of view, I guess. So maybe. True. Very who good. Knows? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what, what did you uh, um, highlight as a g- good comeback? I'm going to talk about a series that I love. Um, it's called The Comeback. Um, so it stars Lisa Kudrow. Uh, it's oh. uh, written by Michael Patrick King. He wrote uh, like Sex in the City. Um They, this is so, it's kind of a meta sort of situation too. So it had a single season in 2005 and then wasn't picked up. And then it became sort of, had a bit of a cult following and then Mm -hmm. the fans got it rebooted and it had a second season in 2014, like 10 years later. And uh, it's about this uh, soap star named Valerie Cherish, played by Lisa, and she is just sort of this delusional sort of B-list actress that was uh, famous on soaps uh, in, you know, in her prime. And then now has not had a lot of work, but she's filming a documentary because she's auditioning or she got a small role on a sitcom as like an aunt. And so she's like, fil- she's got this documentary crew because they're going to film her comeback. But it's so degrading and like the way like she is... <laughs> Like, people treat her terribly, but she just is, like, has her attitude of being, like, a star. And she has, like, one line per episode. And she will just, like, incessantly, like, say the line with different cadence, like, over and over and over, like, all night. She'll be, like, they're, like, okay, you walk in and you see these two people kissing and you're like, I don't want to see that. And she's like, okay. And that's her only line. And so then she just like, the camera crew will just follow her and she'll be like, I don't want to see that. And she'll just, <laughs> yeah. it's like hysterical. And um, yeah, it's it's one of my favorite characters ever. And just the that it had its own comeback is so funny. It is so funny. And like, it's so good. Because the way it's like, the show itself is is supposed to be just like the raw footage from the mockumentary. So it's like, you know, yeah, all of the worst 
moments in her day. Like you, you see all of it, you, not just the way it would be edited for a show. Um, and the way and that yet, she tries to sort of spin it to be like, like they'll be like, "Okay, you're doing terribly. You, you're like, you got one line this episode," and she'll just be like, uh, "Like try to sort of fun it up and just like cover it up." It's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's, it's Lisa Kudrow at her best. Like just the layers to this character who is such a fragile narcissist, but then you're also kind of rooting for her and feel sorry for her just because she struggles so much getting through life. It's so good. Yeah, she's she's very just like Norma Desmond, but like 2005. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I suggested. Get in there. I should, I should check it out. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, uh, I want to talk about uh, a little movie called Dolomite. Of course, oh, you I, do. Am, of I course. am. I am Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite is, is my uh, name. Maybe? Thank you. Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> my anyway, birth name uh, is Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a huge fan of. Uh, actual Dolomite from 1975 uh, because it was a huge part uh, as listeners of the show will know of my uh, education which sounds crazy but it's true uh, anyway it doesn't matter it does um, sound crazy actually it does, sound <laughs> it does. Crazy. <laughs> but uh, I keep I keep re-watching Dolomite uh, is my name I should say and uh, I do think Eddie Murphy has this ability to make you sympathize with any character he plays in a in a really huge and meaningful way, and um, the story of Rudy Ray Moore is just so uh, I don't know it's it's kind of touching, and how he just really cares about performing and stuff. There's a lot of problematic things that he did in terms of stealing content from other people, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, is a part of the package of this particular gentleman, but. Um, uh, isn't that always the case? Anyway, um, I don't know. Dolomite is my j- name just makes me feel so happy every time I watch it. And it oh. kind of isn't even a story. Like, there's no pace or anything. It's just random scenes that they wanted to show. And then it ends. Yeah. I think. Um, you're right. There were several times where I was like, this is going to cause a bit of a tension. <laughs> and it's like, no, he just keeps on living his charming like life but eddie murphy does like is so charming in this he's just got the biggest grin and he plays rudy is just like the most like wholesome guy even though his films are (laughs) like kind of disgusting and but yeah i i really enjoyed this film too i should rewatch to be honest same Mm -hmm. uh and it as we've mentioned is sort of like, I think it's the first thing that Eddie Murphy has done successfully. That was like his, any like that was his project. And I mean, of course in the realm of unsuccessful, like he made a bajillion dollars off of being donkey and Trek, obviously, but um, I don't know. It's still, uh, it still gets me every time, every single time I'm watching. Yeah, and I it's a story that I ne- like, I don't know how you got this education, but I never would have known this man. Mm-hmm. That was uh, I I said uh, I said to a professor uh, who's now a mentor and friend uh, that I wanted to do I wanted to make a a bad movie on purpose and he said 
here's your assignment for the week. And he gave me a DVD of Dolomite. And uh, Did he happen to, to be stuff. holding at the time or what? Uh, it was, uh, the, the gentleman in question has uh, many films uh, available at arm's reach at all times. Uh, well, he, he has long should. arms. Yeah, one of which was, of course, Dolomite, which uh, uh, changed my life. So, I mean, Shout out. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, anyway, uh, are there any other comeback movies you guys want to talk about? Hmm. Sonia? Anything? Mm. Um, I have one, if you care to discuss. I think you're all fans of it. I could be wrong. Um, but that is uh, a little movie called The Incredibles. Oh, um, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I watched this, admittedly, quite some time ago with the child of the show. Um, but uh, it is really just a very tight comeback story about, well, half of it is, I guess, right? Like, because it's only the uh, Bob and what's Elastigirl's real name? Holly Hunter. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but we're going to roll with it. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, you guys. I looked it up and Holly Hunter is listed as Elastigirl and Craig T. Nelson is listed as Bob Parr. Helen. It's Helen Parr. (laughs) Helen. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why that was in my brain, but it was. I don't, I I don't know why they would have listed it the way they did, but that's what happened anyway. um, But it is just about them sort of returning to the world of superheroes in a world that maybe doesn't want superheroes, but needs them. Uh, all while raising a family at the same time. Mm. Uh, who who says you can't have it all? Elastigirl um, can have it all. Speaking of within can. an arm's reach. Including, <laughs> well, I won't say it, but you all know okay. that with the kid. A, a big keister. <laughs> yeah, we know what yeah. you're thinking. <laughs> an absolute dump truck. Anyway. <laughs> an animation style uh, all to their own. Anyway, um, I watched both of these with the child. Uh and I don't think I'd ever watch them one after the other. Mm. Like, I, I don't think I... But uh, the story of Elastigirl is really great. And, like, the manipulation of her to try and be, like, this... Th- More you of know, a the, celebrity. The next superhero again. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Bob's jealousy of it. And, like, the sort of gender reversal of the whole thing. Which is simultaneously, like kind of an interesting idea in the time of marvel but also just a story we've heard a bajillion times over but um it still really works i need to rewatch those too i haven't yeah. watched them in years it was good i um watch them both like i i i never really i don't know i don't know why i didn't think of to like what like they are a series of movies i don't know why <laughs> i didn't think to watch them as a series but they hold up, you guys. That's your next film maybe festival. I should, maybe I should do the same thing with Toy Story, but that might break my heart. Oh, oh yeah, you're going to cry. That's a bad weekend. <laughs> anyway, any other comebacks before we put this thing to bed and talk about what else we've been watching? Not for me. Not for you. Nor me. Not, okay. Um, you guys, what you been watching? Huh. Anything cool? Well, Sonny and I did an entire show on what you're watching only last week. But I got a new one that we didn't talk about. And that is because Stranger Things just added season four. Um, And I love this show. They've been gone for like three years, um, which is extremely evident when you see these children because they are 25 years old and it's crazy. (laughs) Um, 
but um, it was just like, it was nice to get back in with these characters. They all like, um, I feel like every season they add like six new characters and then like, you know, a couple die and then the rest just sort of join the gang. And then it creates this very unwieldy like group. Like this season, there's like five different factions of the group, all like in all scattered around the world in the underworld, like doing little shenanigans. And it is really fun, but it also I'm like, wait, where are they? Or who, wh- who, how did they like meet up with these people? Um, I will say this season opens with like a lot of, it's it's a hard season to watch. There's like it literally opens with shots of like bloodied children like in a massacre like from a hospital, and there's just like extended Russian torture scenes and a a bunch of sad bullying stuff. It's like I don't know why they really went in hard on this season, and I didn't mm. really want that. I wanted it to continue to be sort of a fun eighties romp. Yeah. Mm. You want to go like, back to the mall? They're like, you know yeah. what? I think everyone's having too much of a good time here in 2022. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, take us back to the mall and show me everyone having fun in the mall. Yeah, like, um, I, I just want Robin and what's his name with the hair working at the ice Steve. cream store. Steve. Well, That's actually, it's it's actually cute because now they both work at a video store. And it also is really fun. <laughs> um, nice. and then I'll they just use skip the ahead. Vi- they use the video store technology to to crack a bit of a case, and it's cute. Those though those two are a lot of fun, mm. and have a few new characters pop in, as I said. But anyway, I am enjoying it. Although it ended on a cliffhanger because I didn't realize that they're doing seven episodes now and then like seven later in the year. Oh. Yeah, like I was going to confirm that with you. Yeah. So maybe maybe I will wait. Until they're all out. Maybe, but honestly, even though it's seven episodes, they're all over an hour, and the finale is like a two hours. So, dang, it's a bit That's of long. There's a lot of content, but That's, it's very enjoyable. Mm. I remember enjoying the third season a lot, but thinking like, I got to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, like I like. It's very good. One but... of those where you're like, I need to do one more episode. Yeah. Do you remember that moment where the the world Sonia, have you seen season three? I think so. Do do you guys recall that moment in the world where everyone was like, Are they gonna sing the entire never ending story? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like like you like look around, like, is this is this gonna happen? Are we gonna do the full the whole thing? And and music, like the soundtrack really plays a role in this season too. There's a really great Mm -hmm. Kate Bush song that plays an integral part. I love anyway. Kate Bush. I think she's so yeah. underrated. Um, I finally watched a movie from 2020 that I've been meaning to get my little eyeballs on for so long, which is Palm Springs. Oh, mm. nice. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it, actually. It's like a it's a bit of a like Groundhog Day situation where Andy Samberg and another woman played by Kristen Milioti, um get trapped in a time loop at her sister's wedding and keep living the same day over and over and over again. Um, and then, you know, maybe they fall in love. Maybe. Maybe, but it's really good. I, I thought the writing was really well done. That's that's all. Nice. <laughs> that's... 
<laughs> That's all. I feel like anytime J.K. Simmons makes a surprise appearance, yeah. you like you know you're gonna have a good time. Like that's just the indicator that he's vetted it and allowed it to happen. Uh, there are some cases where that's not true, but for the most part, yeah, I think we all remember Velvet Chainsaw, Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> or did I think I, I, repre- I, think I didn't watch. I think it. I, rep- I repressed it from my mind. <laughs> um, I would like to quickly mention 2022's uh, The Northman, starring uh, Alex- Alexander Skarsgård and Joy Taylor. And Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman. Um, it it was it was good. Was it gross? It was very beautiful. Like it was incredibly well done. There's some subtlety here that I really liked. It is just two hours of violence. Yeah. S- straight up, and you know, there's a whole bunch of things that I am certain were a reality back then that made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh um it's just like i don't know there's like so little going on in the whole thing but it's just about one man's revenge and some things that sort of screw it up or whatever uh but i, I don't i don't know it's it's like there's so much macho in it i like couldn't handle it maybe mm. Mm. at a few points Vikings, um, Vikings gonna be macho, you know. Oh man, oh. Um, Vikings gonna there Viking. Is, <laughs> there is a scene with Alexander Skarsgård, and then I think his dad plays the mystic. I can't remember his. Still in. Uh, Papa Skars. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to see if he's actually in here. I can't even tell. Anyway, um, it is some top-notch acting, and it is really cool and super weird, and made me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and there's a human head involved, oh. and uh, I was simultaneously like this, th- like some parts of this are very interesting, and some parts of this are just kind of gross. <laughs> but I'm impressed, like that, you know, like it was just a, it was just one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, you guys, that's all the time we have. Uh. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song "Manituna." My co-hosts. Sonia and Sean, everyone at CJTR, and to our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast Wednesday, live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and rebroadcast Thursdays at noon and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is a coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye.